We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you following uh, the Dallas Mavericks defeating the Golden State Warriors 119-109 to stave off elimination. It's just before 11 o'clock because I had to go stand in a thunderstorm while my 10-week-old dog refused to go to the bathroom. So we're running a little behind. That's okay. Uh, I don't. Josh and I have been giggling for about 10 minutes because I don't really know what to say about this game. The Mavericks were up by 29 at one point, one by 10. Josh, how are you? I'm good. Um, the Mavericks made their three pointers, and okay, that's it. Good night. We'll talk to you. Talk to you after Game Five. That's 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 it, right? That's the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, stopped. I mean, can I be perfectly honest. I stopped paying attention. It was five <laughs> minutes into the third, and when the Warriors did not make a run. I started looking at flights for something. I <laughs> started doing some errands or, you know, like chores around the house, like games on, I'm listening to it, but I'm not doing like, I tend to take like notes just because it gives me something to do. I stopped I was like, there's nothing to do. And then I hear my, I'm upstairs and I hear my wife curse <laughs> and I come back downstairs and it was like 14 points. And it's like, what are we, do- what, what, are we what are we doing? So I suppose we should talk about the good stuff before we talk about the bad stuff because it'd be classic me and you to like lead with the what the fuck are we doing as they hold off elimination because I, I I'm delighted in the big picture sense that they that they held off the team because this was it was looking a little like like they they had some chances to get to to just fall down early in this game and they didn't which was nice yeah, and I mean it's always I mean it's always nice to not get swept. It's always nice to give your your fans a, a win. You know, it, you know this might be the last time the the fans see this team play this season. Uh, so it's always good to to kind of end on a high note there, regardless of what happens for the rest of the series. I mean, they do come back. We don't know, but um, it's just good to get this one in. Um, and yeah, I mean the thing that's so tough to talk about is that like. <laughs> 
tactically, I'm sure that there are some smaller tweaks and adjustments that we've seen them make, but I mean, they rolled out the same starting lineup. They rolled out the same rotation minutes dis- distribution. Um, they did, they did sort of pretty much a lot of the same things on offense and like, that's it. I mean, they just made their shots. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like there was a really good tweet. Uh, I can't remember who it was from, where where it was from, but um, uh, basically kind of showing clips from game three and then clips from, from tonight. <laughs> and they're identical, except the Mavericks are missing the shots in game three and they're making the shots yep. in game four. I mean, if you've, you know, we don't, we're not cool enough to get the, uh, fancy second spectrum data, which has a lot of advanced data on terms of shot quality and expected points scored and expected field goal percentage and stuff like that. Uh, but the the one the the people that have been writing about the series that do have basically said every single game the Mavericks have been okay, like they've been getting generating the looks they want, and it's just come down to you know guys missing three point shots. So it was just good to see that that formula continued, and they were able to take advantage. Well, I I, t- I tend to agree with almost everything you said. I will say I think Brunson and I think Luca were a little quicker to attack the the attempt at a at a like a hard show to prevent the switch entirely, like allowing someone to recover. One of the things I didn't understand it's like I've seen this repeatedly where Steph Curry will flash really high, and we need to be clear: Steph Curry is not the weak ass defender the Mavericks sometimes attack him like he is. He's simply small, um, and that's what they're hoping like wins out over the course of enough attacks, just like they did with Chris Paul in the previous series. Uh, and I thought the like Luca did a much better job penetrating. Like he blew a lot of shots. Like this could have been Luca could have had like a forty-five point game if he didn't miss quite so many bunnies. Um, the Warriors held him under forty percent shooting. You know, to ten to twenty-six. But I thought the like process of getting into the lane and trying to draw some of these fouls was good. I mean, he he went blind ten times. He probably could have gone to the line another ten. I, I, we try not to talk about refs too much on this, but I don't, the Warriors defense gets a lot of respect in that, in that restricted area where I just don't, it's like, if it was Curry going down the lane and getting bumped like this, it would be a different deal. Um, It is what it is. Luca's got to learn to live with it. And the Mavs have to counter some more. I mean, Luca did a couple of things tonight. He's not done all year. He, he, he ran two given goes. Like what? <laughs> yeah, that was nice. It was great. It, he it's set a just... pick for Brunson uh, late in the fourth quarter. And it's it, I, I joked in the first in the first quarter. I was like, Mavs wait to break out their secret weapon. Luca moving without the ball. And it's it's like not to be facetious on this, but but like what? Why does this stuff not happen more often? Yeah, and to be fair. You know, it's not like he was doing it. You know, those two plays just stuck out because they really don't do it that much. But, I mean, it's not like that was happening yeah. all game. But it was nice to see. And, um, man, it's funny you talk about Luca's shooting. I mean, Luca was, what, 38.5% from the floor, 27 from three. Um, Brunson was 5 of 12. So those guys combined to shoot, you know, right around 40%, 39%. 15 of 38, so under 40 yeah, um, and the Mavericks win by 10 and have a 29-point lead at one point. I mean, yep. 
that just goes to show, how, you know, that this series and, the, and this Mavericks team, they only go as far as the role players take yeah. them. Uh, yeah. If, I mean, Bullock and, and Dorian hit 10 threes in this game combined. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, is that as many as they made combined in the first three games total? I, like, I, I, there was total, a stat I'm, early I'm in the game. I wish I could remember it because I'm, I'm trying to, it was like Maxi Dorian and someone else where it's like they shot 42% from three against the Shuns and they're shooting 29% against the Warriors. It was three players. I wish I had it right. Um, but it was it was just something to watch, you know. It, Maxi is just so damn trick or treat on offense. Like he sees that first one go down, and he's like, "Oh, I can play basketball." You know, he had eight rebounds. He had, I think, I think he might have had eight rebounds the previous three games. I'm I'm, I'm looking this up because I'm petty. <laughs> Yeah, eight um, rebounds is by far the most he's had in a long time. And and it's just yeah, he had eight rebounds in the previous three games and eight rebounds tonight. Um, some of that is just I don't want to be this guy because I can't quantify this, but I feel like with the way the Warriors shoot the ball and because they're so lengthy, they come up with a lot of 50-50 balls and like offensive rebound situations, like just not long rebounds, but like 10 to 12 foot ones. And the Mavs didn't get killed by that tonight for the first time in a while. The Warriors had um, six offensive rebounds, and I feel like they've been averaging more. The Mavericks did a nice job. I don't have the the paint stats in front of me, but the the Mavericks did a nice job keeping them out of the paint the first three quarters. Um, and there's just like there's enough little stuff to where at one point, you know, we've kind of buried the lead on this. Like the Mavericks had a 29 point lead. Like they were killing the Warriors. They scored 37 points in the third quarter. And that's where they've been getting whacked prior to tonight. The warrior in games one through three, the Warriors had outscored them 89 to 58. So it it was like a significant, significant difference in points. And it, it, they, they just did a nice job, like keeping the, the foot on the gas pedal and, you know, past that i i don't know what else you know i, I want to put it like dorian and reggie the minutes leaders in the nba playoffs played an excellent game again tonight um maxi played nice but then we then i think we got to talk about i think we got to talk about what happened in the fourth quarter and i i just we're glad they won but that was looking like an all-time collapse up until about the three minute mark I mean, the, yeah. the Warriors cut it all the way to seven, eight. Yeah, they outscored the Mavericks by nineteen in the quarter. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it got down to eight, but it never got. I mean, I don't know. It was wildly frustrating, like watching it in the moment. Um, yeah, because again, it's just you know, Dorian, Reggie, Brunson, and 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 Luca. They all could have been like right at about like thirty minutes played. Yep. Um, if if you know things just went normal. Uh, and that's frustrating, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think it was eight and then it got back to 10 and it never got below 10. And, you know, it's not like the Warriors had a chance to, to shoot for the tie or the lead and the Mavericks got lucky. Not like, I mean, the Mavericks didn't do their job in the fourth quarter, but didn't do it enough to a degree where, you know, I mean, it, it, it was, it was the, the, the fate of the game to me was never in doubt. I mean, obviously people got nervous when it gets to eight, but kid called timeout. I mean, he yep. put the starters back in when it was like an 18 point game. Like they, you know, he, he, you know, nothing watching it, nothing like freaked me out in terms of like, Oh my God, like what are they doing in terms of like 
you know, there, it wasn't like Kid was riding the bench too long. It wasn't like Kid wasn't calling a timeout. No, he pulled Josh Green after two minutes. Josh yeah. Green was a negative nine in two minutes and <laughs> yeah. looked like, uh, gosh, he is just not ready to play this level of basketball. Yeah, and that <sighs> was that's just, and that's disappointing. But again, I'm just like, how much do we talk about it? Because yeah. again, it just. Never... Like a run was going to happen. They weren't going to win by 29 points. <laughs> yeah, the Warriors are too good for that, for sure. Right. And like it's I said, the... Uh, the Warriors aren't – there's not a Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell on the Warriors. Like, they, for the most part, don't – you know, they don't epically – now I know they lost the game by 50 points, so so maybe I'm, I'm giving them too much credit. But I'm just saying they usually don't beat themselves too much in, in, in the playoffs. But, yeah. <sighs> well – you know, past that is just like it was frustrating to watch. I'm glad it wasn't anything. I'm glad we're going to be able to laugh about it in a couple of days. I'm glad that this it, it it won when, like, part of my brain was so tired because when you get beat like the Mavericks lost the last three times, it's it was really disheartening. Like, I've been doing this daily podcast, and last night I was just like, I don't want to do it. I don't have anything else. Like, I, and I didn't do it, and so I didn't. You know, I like kind of highlighting others work like yeah I, there's like an unbelievable rob mahoney piece today that was about the mavericks and kind of looking forward to the future and it was like one of the few positive because it's like right now like the, we're in the western conference finals which is incredible but then you get beat like this and you, you know fans and other you know outside commentators are like well did the mavericks just get to the western conference finals by luck and you never make it this far in the playoffs just because you're a good basketball team. Like there's always some luck involved. So like that whole like notion kind of irritated me, but at the same time, it's like the way they were getting beat was so demoralizing that part of me was like, Ugh, you know, if they lose this, we'll be able to, to kind of pivot. And then we'll talk about what a successful season it's been. But then, then, you know, it's like you, you get into the day and it's like, you know, I don't want these guys to win. Like, I want to win. I want a win for Luca. I want to win for, for the, you know, the fans at home. And I'm not quite ready for us to be done. You know, honestly, like there's a selfish component. You and I are exhausted, but I'm also <laughs> not quite ready for this to be done. Like, I didn't want to go out sad. And, yeah. you know, if they get shell-shocked on Thursday by the Warriors, you know, winning at home in game five, will I be disappointed? Sure. but. Nobody has come back from a zero, you know, oh three deficit. So it's like what my expectations are so bizarre um, <laughs> at this point where it's just like we're it's a know, weird I'm, series. Um, the Mavericks have played despite the fact that they're down three games to one. They've played well enough for it to be two two or even three two. Um or not three two. They've played well enough to make it two two, or maybe even them having uh, a three games to one advantage. I mean, you know, game two is right there. They should have won game two, and then they played well enough yep. in game three to win in terms of like execution. They just didn't capitalize, and maybe that was some a hangover from game two. The, like the you know how demoralizing that game two loss was, and like that could have been two wins right there. Um, so uh, you know, it's weird, and like. <laughs> It's so crazy that the Mavericks played a seven-game series where they got down 0-2, and now they're playing another the Western Conference Finals where they get down 0-3, and they have not really made a significant lineup change. I mean, they have kept the same starting lineup every single game. Um, 
you know, they've basically settled on the same rotation. The only major rotation change they've made in this entire playoffs has been Frank Nilakina for Josh Green. And again, like Frank Nilakina for Josh Green is just like, I mean, guys averaging eight minutes a game in the playoffs. Like it's not like that was a huge I mean it was a it was the right adjustment, but it's not like some huge right game series altering adjustment. No. And it's it, like that's crazy to me. Like that's crazy that they've you know, when teams get down and they're desperate and they're in elimination games, they'll change up starting lineups. And, you know, the Mavericks put J.J. Barea into the starting lineup in the NBA Finals way back when. I mean, we've seen, you know, all sorts of stuff. You know, uh, Al Farouk Aminu in, the, in that playoff in 2015, he got like a ton more minutes. Like he went from like playing eight minutes to like playing 30 minutes within that Rocket series. Like, and we're not seeing that here. It's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, like people keep waiting for – Maxi Kleba to start at center. They keep waiting for Dorian Finney-Smith to play at the five, and it's just not happening. And I'm not saying it needs to happen. I'm just saying it just it further adds to kind of the weirdness of this series uh, in a way. Um, but the I mean, they're just going to keep plugging away. I think they believe in their system and they believe uh, in what they can do. And I think they're just betting on you know what they need to bet on, which is okay. We just got to make if we make our shots, we'll win. If we don't, we'll shout lose. out to local man Dwight Powell. Just out here getting 12 minutes of cardio. He has, <laughs> hey, he plus played seven. <laughs> and one rebound. It, I, I, I will, like, like scientists are going to study Dwight Powell's career in the future, and it's not going to make any sense. Like, he just, <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, it's not a knock. Like, they need, they cannot play Maxi 40 minutes, and I think they're really weary of playing uh, Dorian Finney-Smith at the five. Like, the right. bi- that opens up their lineup. But I don't think they have the horse. They, they just don't have the horses. So it's it, it's it's so crazy to be hiding your starting starting center. <laughs> yeah, I mean the last last five seasons in the regular season, Powell's like a twenty two to like about a twenty two minute per game player, and his career playoff minutes per game average is twelve. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Like he just he's not been a good playoff player, um, and that's not his fault. You know, just some you know just it, the NBA is so weird with how the regular season and the and the playoffs are like two completely different sports. But again, it's just it's just so crazy, win or lose, to look at the Mavericks box score every night and see Powell twelve minutes, zero points, two re- like even they'll win by thirty and he has the same line, and they lose by thirty and he has the same line. It's just kind of funny, <laughs> kind of. I don't know. It's just again, series is weird, but it's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Eh, man, basketball's bizarre. Um just a note here. This is a a this is just like the talent disparity we're talking about. Otto Porter Jr. didn't play because they're kind of worried about his foot. So instead, the 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 Warriors are able to roll to Jonathan Kaminga, former number eight overall pick. I'm pretty sure he's a rookie, just to make sure so I'm not talking out of my rear. Yeah, he's a rookie. And then um uh, moody uh what's moody's first name moses moody who each played significant minutes and these guys just look fantastic <laughs> i mean it is so frustrating relative to the maverick team building over the last like 10 years where it's they have one of their core guys go down their their top seven rotation dudes then then they roll to a pair of rookies who contribute in big meaningful ways i mean Kaminga's a different deal. Like he's a like he's a one like like ninety nine percentile athlete. 
Like, he was also the seventh overall pick. Right. He's like just an incredible. Like, it's a different, it's a different, like that's why you're drafting that high at a shot for somebody. But it's just like, I'm watching this guy. I'm like, this man is no, made in fair. a basketball lab. What is happening? Yeah. Oh, it's just goodness. the way the, and now we're getting off on his side, but it's that's just okay. like, you know, the Warrior, like, no team wants to do this, but I mean, the Warriors went from like, you know, the, the dynasty. And then when Durant left, they were just like, all right, F it. And they, I don't know if they plan to do it, but man, sometimes just being bad for like taking a couple of years off, restock yeah. your roster with a couple of uh, top 10, top 15 draft picks. And man, it's just now they're like back to the Warriors with everyone healthy. And they've got two guys on their bench that will potentially be high level starters in the next three years. Yeah, it's not yeah. fair. The rich get richer. No, it's, yeah, I, I, I keep ma- I, I've been making jokes for about a month now that the Mavericks should like Luca should get sent to a black site for a year, and <laughs> they should like because this next draft has two like incredible players in this guy, um, the uh, women Yana who everybody's gonna know, and then Scoot Henderson um, is a fun little guy. Anyways, we're just rambling. <laughs> <sighs> Josh, this is fun. I always like talking to hoops with you. Um, we'll see yep. if there's anything to write about this game other than hot shooting good. Uh, and, you know, we'll be back on third. Apparently today's Tuesday. I don't know. Having a puppy has made me so baffled as to what day it is because I just I'm, I used to sleep in and now it's just like <laughs> six o'clock every morning. It's like they having a baby again. Whatever. Yep. All right. Kirk Henderson, Josh Bo, Check us out. Subscribe. Like you guys know the drill and visit MavsMoneyBall.com, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.